fantasy football fans. This is Jeff Power, senior writer for Real Time Fantasy Sports, and welcome to another edition of the Real Time Fantasy Sports Podcast. On today's show, I'm going to be joined by Steve Gardner of USA Today. Steve is the senior fantasy editor at USA Today Sports, and he does a great job. He's one of the top fantasy experts in the business. And I'm going to be joined by Steve today, and we're going to talk about the tight end position. We've been been previewing positions in recent weeks. We're up to the tight end spot, and Steve and I are going to discuss that for the coming year. But before I get to that interview, I wanted to mention that you need to get in the Fantasy Championship now. This is the premier high-stakes Fantasy Championship on the web, and we're going to sell out here at RT Sports. We're projecting as early as August 31st to sell out of this contest. So if you want to sign up, you better sign up now. This is a chance to win $200,000. It's an online draft with real-time scoring, $250 per team, or you can do a three-for-deal, three teams for $700. There's also $1,500 in league prizes, so you don't just need to win the big prize to win money in this contest. Again, it's the premier fantasy championship on the web, and it's here at Real-Time Fantasy Sports. Just go to realtimefantasysports.com, rtsports.com, I should say, and sign up today at the Fantasy Championship. And now, here's my interview with Steve Gardner of USA Today. And I'm joined now by Steve Gardner. Steve is the senior fantasy editor at USA Today. He's one of the best fantasy writers in the business, and I appreciate Steve for joining me once again on the podcast. Thanks so much, Steve. Thank you, Jeff. You're too kind. Too kind. No, it's true. So you can also follow Steve on Twitter, at Steve A. Gardner. I wanted to mention that. You can check out all the stuff at usatoday.com. Steve, before I get to our position preview of the tight end position, I just want to ask you, what's what's going on over at USA Today? What can our listeners uh, check out? Oh, lots of stuff, Jeff. Uh, we got uh, some exciting fantasy football. The fantasy football issue of uh, USA Today Sports Weekly is out on newsstands today. So uh, get the latest information have all the uh, latest position battles and everything, some columns, uh, updated rankings and everything, and you can get that on newsstands uh, for the next week, and hopefully you can use it to prepare for your draft. And also we're just doing a lot of position previews um, and, and a bunch of other strategy articles and things at fantasy.usa today. So check that out and um, give us a follow also on Twitter at uh, USA Today Fantasy where you'll get all the uh, things that we're up to. So. Lots of stuff, as as you well know, Jeff. Lots of stuff getting ready for the football season. Yeah, we're in the full swing of things over here at Real Time Fantasy Sports, too. But I, I highly recommend everybody check out Steve's stuff and go over to USA Today and take a look and also pick up that Sports Weekly issue. It's good, good read, a great tool to get ready for your draft. So, Steve, you talked about position previews on your site, so we're going to talk about tight ends today. Before I get into specific players, per se, I wanted to ask you just in general, how are you approaching this? tight end position in drafts this year? It's a weird one, I I think, this year. I mean, generally you do always have – it's a little bit top-heavy with uh, Rob Gronkowski and Travis Kelsey, I think, are the the clear-cut top two. You could probably throw Zach Ertz in there as well um, as a guy that you might want to look at in the earlier rounds. But after that, I just see so much of a big mass of the same. And – you can wait and wait and wait and wait. And sometimes I had a, a mock draft the other day that I kept waiting on tight ends, and I said, well, I'll get this guy in the next round, and he was gone. And uh, I basically <laughs> had to scramble for one at the end of the draft. But I still think even if you do that, you're okay, because during the regular season we see guys 
that, that pop up uh, intermittently throughout the year who become decent tight end targets that you can stream. So I, I don't think it's a position that you can you know necessarily forget about on draft day, but if you don't hit your targets, I think you can still find some on the waiver wire as the season progresses. So I wanted to ask you about a few players before we got into maybe specific targets you're going for, players you're avoiding. Uh, I wanted to talk about Jordan Reed. He's kind of a polarizing figure in fantasy circles because we all know the talents there, but he's not been able to stay healthy. I know some are very high on him. What what are your thoughts on Jordan Reed? Are you taking a chance on him at all, or are you just avoiding him? I was I was burned by him last year, and uh, tell you what, Jeff, I, I think I'm going back to the well again. Um, it's just the talent is so so uh, so good, and the price just keeps going down. That by the time you take him in whatever round it is, round nine, round ten, round twelve, the it's just it's it's almost like he's free, and the upside is tremendous. So. I'm still going to keep going to that well. Uh, I think here's the other thing, too, that did help me out last year, is that if I did draft Jordan Reed, I'd also look later on for Vernon Davis because the Redskins, under Kirk Cousins and and the offense, they looked to the tight end a decent amount, and if Reed wasn't on the field, Davis was almost as good a target. So I think that's kind of how I'm going to approach things with, with those guys. It's um it's still a huge risk because Jordan Reed doesn't seem to be able to stay on the field. But when he is healthy and 100%, he's awfully dangerous. Another player for you, Trey Burton. This guy's getting a lot of off-season highs, moves to Chicago. We know that Nagy likes to use the tight end from his days in Kansas City. So my question to you is, is Burton going to be able to live up to the hype? I think so. Uh, it's the, the question is, is he going to live up to the price? Because I've seen him go pretty early, you know, at like tight end number five or six, um, which I, I think may be a little bit uh, ambitious for somebody coming into a new system. But the talent is there. Uh, as you mentioned, Nagy likes to throw to the tight end. Uh, Burton was very efficient when he got a chance to play uh, with the Eagles last season. So, I'm 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 interested in him, but it all depends on if he falls to me at the right place in the draft. Because uh, you know, like I said, there are other guys that that are similarly talented that that could be falling a lot later. So you just have to kind of watch it and play it by ear. All comes down to price tags. Yep. So uh, I want to get your thoughts too, Steve, on Indian Tampa. I mean, this situation where there's four tight ends on these two teams that are all very talented and. Usually it's not the case when it comes to a specific team that have talented, multiple talented tight ends that could make a difference uh, day in and day out. But do you feel comfortable taking any of these guys from Indianapolis or Tampa Bay, or, you just, or is this a situation you're just going to avoid? Tampa Bay, I think I'll avoid. You know, the, the quarterback situation with Jameis Winston being suspended for the first three games, um, you know, maybe that uh, encourages – Tampa Bay to use the tight end more as a kind of a safety valve, but I don't see Braid and Howard really making a huge difference. Um, where there might be some upside, though, is Indianapolis. And uh, Jack Doyle, kind of a disappointment, I think, last year because a lot of us had high hopes for him. Ebron, though, is is a guy that I think the price might be right on. And, um, you know, he was at least had flashes uh, of, of, of his talent. Uh, unveiled there in Detroit, but not as not enough to to make fantasy owners happy with him as as their everyday tight end. But um, I think there now with Andrew Luck coming back, I think that 
takes a whole new dynamic to the Indianapolis offense. So I would be looking at both of those guys from Indy before I'd even consider the guys from, from Tampa Bay. And I'll tell you what, Ebron might be one of those sleeper guys. And, and I, that draft that I was telling you about that where I waited on tight end and waited and waited and waited ended up with Eric Ebron like in the next to last round. And I think I'm okay with him at that point. Um, uh, not that I won't be looking to make an upgrade during the season, but he's, he's super athletic and with luck there, I think he can make, you know, even if they go to a double tight end situation and, and use both of those guys on the field at the same time, I think there's value for, for both Doyle and Ebron. So it sounds like Ebron might be a guy you're targeting late in drafts. And you talked about Reed a little bit, how he ended up on one of your teams. Are there any other specific players that you seem to be targeting in your drafts that you've done so far, guys that are ending up on a lot of your rosters? Uh, tight end or other positions? Tight end, I'm sorry. Yeah, um, I, I guess, you know, um, I'm not a big fan. I'm not a big fan of what John Gruden is trying to do or is doing in Oakland. Um, but that said, Jared Cook might be one of those guys that you can look at late in the draft as, as a potential sleeper. Um, in terms of guys that I'm targeting maybe a little bit earlier, I think in addition to, I mean, Jordan Reed and Trey Burton are some good ones there. Um, I, I'm looking at them. I think their price is right. I was shocked the other day. Um, I was in a draft, and it was a you start one tight end, but you had two flex positions. And people were taking a, a tight end or, or avoiding tight end altogether. And Jimmy Graham fell to about the seventh round, which was amazing to me. So I, I watch out. You see Jimmy Graham, the way that, uh, you know, he's disappointed people in the past. Um, but he's still a huge red zone target, and we don't really know how he and Aaron Rodgers are going to mesh together, but I have a feeling it's going to be pretty good. So Jimmy Graham might be another guy that uh, that I'll target somewhere, you know, after the first three are gone, and uh, other people are looking at, uh, you know, other positions besides tight end. That might be a good time to pounce on him. Yeah, I'm on the Jimmy Green, Jimmy Graham bandwagon for this year as well. I'm very intrigued by those that red zone potential with him in Green Bay. I think he could be huge. So on the flip side of Graham, how about any tight ends that you're avoiding in drafts? Any guys that you just don't want any part of? Yeah, I'll tell you, I don't think um, – it's not for any reason that I don't like him, but I don't think that I'm ever going to get Zach or, or Evan Ingram. I think it – uh, I'd be willing to maybe go uh, the extra mile and, and take a Travis Kelsey or Rob Gronkowski. But after that, you know, Ertz and Ingram, I think, are in that second tier to where I'm not going to worry about it. And, you know, maybe Jimmy Graham fits in there. Maybe Greg Olson fits in there. But um, unless they fall a little bit further, I think I'm just going to go ahead. If I'm not going early, I'm going to wait until late and, and maybe pick up you know, an, an Ebron or a David Njoku or somebody like that. So those guys in the middle, I think that's where the, the danger is, the bust, uh, bust warnings start flying off the board for me. So uh, that's kind of where I'm staying away from the tight end. You mentioned several guys already, but anybody else, late-round flyers, you know, Jared Cook, Eric Ebron, anybody else that you, you're seeing late in drafts think you might be worth taking a chance on that could end up uh, you know who intrigued producing. me last year? Uh, Ricky Seals-Jones in Arizona was kind of intriguing. You know, he had some some really nice games toward the end of the season. Um, I wonder what, you know, his potential is there in Arizona. And uh, it doesn't seem like the drafters now are, are giving him much thought 
and he's kind of one of those guys who, who are available really, really late in drafts and may go undrafted that could be a free agent once the season starts. So if you're talking about real late-round intrigue, um, he's a guy that, that I'm kind of keeping my eye on, if, if not for the late rounds, uh, somebody who could, I could pick up on, uh, on waivers early in the season. Great stuff, Steve. That's Steve Gardner. He's senior fantasy editor at USA Today. Like you said, Sports Weekly is out on newsstands now. You can pick that up. It has the big fantasy preview in it. You can also follow Steve on Twitter, at Steve A. Gardner, and also go to usatoday.com to check out all the latest fantasy news from Steve and the staff there at USA Today. Steve, thanks so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Appreciate it here. Uh, Thanks so much, Jeff. It's always great talking with you. And that was my interview with Steve Gardner of USA Today. I want to thank Steve for doing a great job on the podcast and previewing the tight end position with me for the coming year. This has been Jeff Power for Real Time Fantasy Sports. Have a great day, everyone.